Hello, my name is Christy Whitfield, and you're listening to Mayor Bowser's Every Opportunity to Rise podcast. Hello, and welcome to season two of Mayor Bowser's Every Opportunity to Rise podcast. I'm your host, Christy Whitfield, and I'm the director of the Department of Small and Local Business Development. I'm so excited to be highlighting pathways to the middle class, but also specifically, we're talking about entrepreneurship, and today's topic is turning your side hustle into your main hustle. Um, DSLBD works very hard every day to hold the door open for small businesses. And this season we are highlighting resources um, for small businesses across the city. Um, I wanna encourage everyone to join the conversation. We are using the hashtag EOTRPODDC and you can email us at EOTRPOD at DC.gov. So today we are joined by a friend of mine and a business rock star and entrepreneur. Her name is Rahama, um, and I'm going to let her introduce her business to the world. Tell us about yourself. Rahama. Hi, Director Riffield. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me on. As Our you said, pleasure. yes, Rahama Wright. I'm the founder of Shailene, which is a DC-based social impact business. I started after serving in the Peace Corps. Yes. And what my company does is we take shea seeds that we ethically source for women-owned cooperatives in Northern Ghana, who then turn it into a skincare ingredient called shea butter. And then mm -hmm. we develop an entire line of shea butter products that we connect to local markets. So for people that are on the podcast that are not watching on Mayor Bowser's Facebook, um, she's brought some shea seeds and they are little tiny they look like almost like a large almond they do look like <laughs> a large almond and so this shea is the seed mm -hmm. and then is it ground up i mean it also could be like a nutmeg could be yeah a, that's a, a great a nutmeg okay so yep yeah, what the women this, do they grind that they up. grind it all the way up and contained in that is an oil mm -hmm. and that oil is called shea butter and that's what comes and from that shea. is what that we, we all take. put in our hair and our skin and okay, you can butter yourself up with that. I will, and I, I'm going to pretend <laughs> that I don't already know that this is some lovely shea butter. I'm going to use listening. some too. Right, some good radio here. <laughs> All right, it also smells lovely. What is the um? So this is a bergamot chamomile, mm -hmm. very relaxing. Okay. We use essential oils in all of our blends. And our top selling product in Whole Foods is our lavender honeysuckle body cream. So I have Ooh. a little bit of a sample oh, yeah. here okay. for you. Okay. A little goes Again. a long way. It does. All right. <laughs> all right. And I, you know, I started Shailene for two reasons. The first was after serving in the Peace Corps, mm. I started learning, buttering yourself up. I am, <laughs> buttering myself up, yes. I learned about the challenges women in Africa have bringing their products to market. And so I wanted to create a business model that integrated from seed to shelf. Okay. So we are we participate in the entire supply and value chain, helping women access capital, access production equipment. We organize them into cooperatives and then they start the process of turning the seeds into butter. And then we finish it here okay. by creating our body care products. Wonderful. Oh, my goodness. And so tell me this. 
this is, I mean, we have so many makers and so many makers across the city. And it's so interesting. I think you had this great idea mm -hmm. and you started it and maybe you made a little bit here. At what <laughs> point, I mean, you had a drive. At what point did you know that you had a business? Mm. So, yeah, I... I say a lot of times I had no business starting a business. Hmm. You know, I was right out of college in my early 20s. Um, I didn't, I had never taken a business course. I didn't know anything about, you know, creating a profit and loss statement, a balance sheet, fundraising, product development, marketing, all the different areas you need to create a successful product-based business. I had very little knowledge on. And over the years, part of what I've been able to do has been through Tri trial and error, you know, trying something that didn't work out, trying it again. And because of that, it took me a very long time to get to a point where I could actually say, this is something that I can focus on full time. And that happened in 2014. And so I turned my side hustle into my full time hustle in 2014. After about eight years of doing it, you know, on the side, um, building it from scratch, working, you know, odd jobs here and there to pay the bills while I was building my business, bootstrapping. And 2014 was pivotal uh, because I was able to get access to my first round of seed capital from a VC fund based in New York. And it was also um, the time I was able to get products into Whole Foods. So at that point, I was like, okay, right. I've made some traction. So at that part, you at that point, you say, this is this is this is real. Yeah. This is real. But it took seven, eight years to get to that point. Wow, of hustling hard, super hustle, <laughs> super hustle. Well, and let me let me say that I think that you know there are so many people out there that are doing that hustle, mm -hmm. um, and don't necessarily know where to go for help, and. Mm. and and I think that might not actually have the the background or the ability to maybe do those numbers. Mm -hmm. And let me be clear to the people that are watching at home that DSLPD has a lot of those resources. We have resources in the house where you can come to us and either get that help directly or we can connect you to those places where you can have either one-on-one -on -one help or get connected with places you can get that help mm -hmm. because people have heard me say this and i'm glad to have an opportunity to say this on the mayor's podcast if you don't know if you're making money mm -hmm. then you have a hobby mm -hmm. right yep and so i think it's important to know yeah whether you're making money mm -hmm. because if you're not making money it's not necessarily a business right right i you know i think that you know what types of support mm -hmm. you know do you think that that entrepreneurs you know need along along the way? Yeah, well, I have to give a huge shout out to the Bowser administration and your office because when I first started my idea, it was 2005. I was a recent DC resident, and I will tell you, uh, in the last you know 15 years, the support for entrepreneurs is like night and day. Um, I, you know, did not have access to the resources that so many people have access today. And I will just point out the fact that there's an office within your department 
that supports makers. That didn't exist when I first started. That would have been amazing. That would have helped me overcome so many hurdles. The fact that I know someone in your office, Kate, that I can pick up the phone and call her and get advice and get suggestions. And she can point me to other DC government resources to say, hey, check out what's happening at DEMPED. You know, check out what's happening at the Office of African-American Affairs. Check out what's happening at, you know, Women's Affairs. All of those resources and tools and being able to access that by going to one place is so tremendously important. And I also think, too, the fact that, you know, we now have 202 Creates. We have initiatives that are really focusing on and spotlighting the efforts of people who are creatives, people who are makers. That didn't exist, you know, a decade ago. Yes, our, our Made in D.C. program is really focused on making sure that the makers have a way to to examine, mm-hmm. examine those creative impulses and see if we can turn them into businesses. Right. And Kate Marin, who is a wonderful member of our team and has office hours at 202 Create, right. because we know that, that creatives run businesses and that those businesses need to make sure that they are not being treated as hobbies. Absolutely. And that, you know, and we know that Director Gates is a, a great supporter from the Office of Film, Cable, Television mm-hmm. and Entertainment, both TCME, the only person with a harder and we know that Mayor Bowser wants us to be be treating the business the business ecosystem from the perspective of one government. Right. And I think that it's great to hear that that is being resonated back back to us. Oh no, absolutely. And I think you hit it right on the nail ecosystem. You know, there's so many different pieces to creating a successful, sustainable business. Everything from where are you going to work to where are you going to make your products? To how are you going to access capital? How are you going to do market research? All of those areas are drivers and are the base for creating something successful. And the fact that DSLBD has a division that is very focused on helping individuals who may be unfamiliar with how to start that process is so important. And I will say, you know, my entrepreneurial journey has had tons of ups and downs. There have been some amazing successes. I mean, I think one of my proudest moments was when we brought some of our shea producers to D.C. We partnered with the Smithsonian Institute and they were making shea butter on the National Mall as part oh of my the Folk Life it was, it was amazing. Oh. It was so great. Literally, that has been one of my most favorite experiences because it gave an opportunity for the women I work with to actually see the market side, to experience interacting with customers. It opened their eyes to a supply chain that they're very much a part of. They're just not benefiting financially from. And our business model is really about how do we get women to overcome poverty by creating ethical supply chains. And so for me, you know, that was a highlight. Uh, Some not so great highlights is when I was completely broken, couldn't pay for rent. Um, I've had my car repossessed earlier on, you know, those were really bad moments. And I think for me, um, it's so important that people realize that entrepreneurship is not a cakewalk, but if it's something that you have passion for and that you believe in, and you know that there is a real business opportunity to create something that is not only going to benefit you, but benefit others, then 100% go for it. Go for it. Do it. Well, and I think one of the things that's a great honor for me as I work with makers, makers like you and so many other makers, is that the path for any entrepreneur is usually Mm non-traditional. 
And I think that there used to be sort of a, a, a straight line for business. Mm -hmm. And I think that makers show us that the, the path is, is really quite a... Zigzaggy. Quite zigzaggy. <laughs> quite zigzaggy. And so maybe talk a little bit about some pivots that you might mm -hmm. see. Well, uh, as I mentioned, 2014 was a huge year. It was also when I opened the Shailene office on H Street. And um, it was basically, you know, a, a place for me and my team to come together to work, uh, to have and activate events around our product line. And I will say that rent is very high, <laughs> as you're, you're pretty aware of. Yes. And so I would say I had the space, but most of the people I was working with could do work remotely. You know, yes, we could convene from time to time, but we didn't really need all of that space. And then I was at a point in my business too, where I was kind of downsizing a little bit. And so I was trying to think and figure out how can I activate the space differently? How can I turn it into something that's just not focused on Shailene, but could possibly provide opportunities for other small business owners, entrepreneurs who create products locally. And that's when I did a pivot and uh, in the fall of 2018, launched the pop-up collaborative or the DC pop-up where I uh, completely rehabbed the interior and set up a shop in what was my office and invited makers to bring their wares. And it was only supposed to be for the holiday season. Um, but through the support from your office, uh, we really got some momentum going. You know, you came in and did, you, <laughs> you supported us during Small Business Saturday. Um, there was just so much energy and momentum around it. I was like, maybe this could be this something. Is a good idea. Yeah, maybe right. this could be something. And it did. It got legs of its own. Uh, and in the um, spring of 2019, had an incredible opportunity again through the work of your office to partner with the Metropolitan Washington Airport Authority to do a pop-up at the airport kiosk in DCA Airport. Well, and let me say a little bit about the airport. Uh, you know, we are really proud of the airport there that I think that access to access to markets is something that I'm very passionate about mm -hmm. and the mayor is very passionate about. We know that our makers are extremely talented and sometimes the thing that people really need is just a shot, right? Mm -hmm. That fair mm -hmm. shot. The mayor talks about a fair shot and I've always felt like if we could put our products in front of people, Absolutely. you put great products like this in front of people and they will buy it. And so we partnered with the airport and said, what if we just could get makers in front of people at the airport together? And then you um, apply for and won the opportunity to be the curator of that space. <laughs> yeah. And this was supposed to be a, a short term. And then it was been so successful. The airport has asked us to continue it. And so say quickly before we uh, get cut for time. <laughs> How is that going for, for the makers there? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's been fantastic. I mean, I have had the opportunity to be on site at the airport and even just the enthusiasm from travelers, you know, so often people will comment, this is great that DC government is doing this and supporting the creatives and supporting the maker community. And people comment when I travel, I want to buy something from where I travel right. to. Yeah, right. I don't want to buy something that, you know, was made elsewhere. And right. so being able to show the creativity and show that there are people manufacturing things locally mm -hmm. has been a, an incredible experience. And I think too, um, it's really great for makers to be able to see 
what resonates with people because everyone goes through the airport. I right. mean, one of our first uh, customers was Senator Cory Booker. Indeed, <laughs> indeed. There's a, there's a big pride point of ours. Yeah. Like, hey, that's, that was, that was our first customer. And, you know, everyone from all walks of life and being able to get your brand. It's a it's brand building, it's brand exposure, it's visibility. And it's also hitting the bottom line. I know makers who said I was able to pay rent because of the revenue I brought in through the airport kiosk. We have a maker who was able to open up a space because of the revenue they received from the airport kiosk. That's right. And so, you know, and I, I really, you know, it's so important for me to say the, this. What your office is doing is opening a door. You know, you're not necessarily coming in and doing the work for us. But as you said before, a lot of times all you need is someone to be an intermediary, to be an advocate to say, this is important for our local ecosystem and our community, just DC culture and DC community, and being able to work at very high levels that we can't access as makers, we can't access as entrepreneurs. You know, We knock on so many doors and a lot of times those doors don't open, but utilizing your position, and I know because of your entrepreneurial experience, you get it more than so many people. Um, and that's one of the things I love about you, uh, Director Whitfield. No, seriously, you understand, but using your your platform and your position to say, I'm going to open these doors that are harder for Rahama to open or another maker to open and give them the opportunity to excel, give them the opportunity to do well, to be successful. That's what it's all about. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now, let's tell people where they can get your stuff and let's just a little brand yes. product placement for the people on TV. Yes, definitely. You can find our products at Select Whole Foods Markets. We have a line of products at MGM Resorts, National yes. Harbor. You can check us out on H Street, 417 H Street Northeast. We're on the second floor. And of course, if you're traveling through DCA, stop yes. by Terminal B and check out the Made in DC kiosk. Thanks for listening to the EOTR podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share, and join us next time to learn about resources available in the district. You too can join the conversation by using hashtag EOTRPodDC or email us at EOTRPodDC at dc.com.